It's Monday on The Inner Life, and you know what that means. Monday Pun Day. I was doing a little online shopping over the weekend, and I ordered myself a reversible jacket. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, the show that's all about spiritual direction. We get together to help each other in living out your relationship with Jesus today, along with the help of our excellent spiritual directors. I'm Patrick Conley. I remember one day, years ago now, it was in Lent, as I remember, our parish was having a communal penance service. Now, if you're unfamiliar, this is not where general absolution is given, but rather... Together, as a body, we participated in a penitential rite and made our acts of contrition, and then each of us individually went to confess our sins to any one of a number of priests who had come to hear confessions. As there were many priests present, not all of them were stationed in a confessional, so I opted to join a line for a priest who was hearing confessions in our baptistry. Sure, it was face-to-face, but I was okay with that. I remember sitting down and beginning my confession, and at one point, while I was listing my sins, the priest laughed. He actually laughed. It took me aback. But, before you go judging him or being scandalized by his laughter, let me say this. I think, looking back on it, his laughter was probably justified. In fact, it taught me something. While I was sincerely striving to be fully contrite for my sins, I had been so meticulously analytical in my examination of conscience that I think I had actually wandered over into the area of scrupulosity. I mean, I was confessing things that weren't actually sinful, temptations, perhaps, or unwelcome feelings, but ones that I had not acted upon. In essence, I guess I was trying to be sorry for being human, and I believe this confessor, by his laughter, called me on it. And he was trying, lightheartedly, to caution me about what my scrupulosity was doing to my image of God. Point taken. What is scrupulosity? What damage can it do? How do you recognize it in your spiritual life? And how do you confront it? Today on the program, we're talking about scrupulosity with our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna. Father Stubna is a priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh and the rector of St. Paul Cathedral Parish there in Pittsburgh. Hello, Father. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us. I'm very happy to be with you. Glad to be here today. Well, scrupulosity, I mean, it's a, it's a mouthful, just the word in and of itself. And I think it could stand some definition. So let's start there, Father. What is scrupulosity? Uh, You know, I've heard it described in different ways, but uh, I remember one person saying it's kind of Catholic guilt on steroids. Uh, You know, we 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 become so obsessed with, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, with every thing that happens in our lives, even things that aren't sins, you know, Mm -hmm. temptations, thoughts, emotions, those things that can come into our minds and hearts quickly. But if we don't act on them, they're they're really not sinful. Uh, But scrupulosity kind of increases uh, sort of an awareness and obsession with um, with everything that a person might consider uh, uh, to make them sinful. And so they begin to question uh, uh, really 
uh, you know, are are they able to go to communion? Are they in good standing? Is you know, does God still love me? And right. and so it scrupulosity tends to drive people to the confessional. You know, sometimes every day, mm-hmm. and as we know, that isn't really the purpose of that sacrament. And 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 it really does begin uh, uh, to uh, eat away at really a, a very healthy an important, uh, you know, Christian understanding of what our relationship with God is meant to be all about. And and uh, really, we begin to question the mercy and, and mm-hmm. the unconditional love that God has for us. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Father. That was one of the things that took me a while to realize and understand about this encounter that I had had with this confessor who laughed at one of the things that I was confessing is that really what's behind all this or what the danger is with scrupulosity is that we do start to recognize God not so much as a loving Father who is always looking out for the best of us and always merciful and always love himself, but it's more of a, of a, of a stern judge who's just waiting for us to slip up. That's, that's my take on it. That's, that's a danger that lies at the core of scrupulosity, does it not? Right, because we're, you know, uh, one of the things that Jesus really spoke about so powerfully over and over again is is the fact that 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 mercy and forgiveness and compassion of God is uh, not something we can earn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's freely given, uh, given to us in the outpouring of that sacrifice on Calvary. But it, but but we we have to begin to experience and realize that, um, you know, we're always sinners. If anybody, if anybody had to be in a, a state of perfect grace to come to Mass or receive communion, there would be no one in the communion line. Mm. And, and it's important to remember the words that we say right before we receive Holy Communion. You know, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive yeah. you. We know that. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're always almost in a state of sin because we're, we're human. We live. We, we uh, uh, have to continue to struggle with that to become virtuous, but but it's the grace and mercy of God that meets us where we're at and allows us to live fully and completely. And I'm sure we'll get into this today. But but you know God doesn't want us to feel uh, worried and anxious about whether we're going to be saved or not. We're we're supposed to be filled with the joy and the peace and the hope that the gospel brings to all who have faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely understand what you're saying there, and I appreciate that you brought up the uh, the feelings of worry, of anxiety, that sort of thing that scrupulosity can uh, just will bring to the fore in our own lives, can nurture those feelings and, and actually have us uh, not only mess up our relationship or our, or our understanding of who God is, but who we are, uh, as sinners that Christ has died for as well. Any other ways that you think of, Father, that in the ways in which scrupulosity really manifests itself? I mean, when you encounter this, I'm sure you encounter it as a, as a confessor yourself. I mean, that, that you see that people might manifest, or how, how can you recognize when people are being overly scrupulous? Yeah, well, I, I think we've discussed, uh, you know, one of the ways that I see quite often is that people— people have a real pressing need to confess a lot of things that really aren't sins. Yeah. And so we need to guide people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, confession is about forgiving sins. Uh, sometimes people that are very scrupulous can benefit from talking to a spiritual director or a mm. priest outside of the confessional. But the confessional itself is really meant for a person to 
to have reflected on their life and and to identify those sins, especially the the mortal ones or the more serious sins, and uh, you know bring them to God so that they can be forgiven. So people tend to bring lots of things that aren't sins, and also you know almost every scrupulous person that I know. Uh, you know, one of the things sometimes I will challenge people on uh, 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 is this idea that, you know, are we really forgiven? So yeah, we tend right. we tend to add sins that we've already been forgiven for. or And people will always say that at the end of their confession, you know, all of the sins of my past life. Well, they've already been forgiven. And so do we do we really appreciate and understand what God is doing through the priest in the confessional? We don't have to worry about that. If we make an honest examination of conscience, you know, people even get worried about forget. Well, I forgot to say this. Unless we intentionally refuse to admit a sin in confession, the the absolution the priest gives forgives all venial sins, every sin, whether we have thought about it or not, because because uh, we might have forgotten. But if we make an honest effort. Uh, you know, to ask God's forgiveness, we are forgiven. So to bring them up again is really uh, sort of a lack of faith and and, and expressing our doubts about what uh, we really know to be true about the sacrament. Speaking about scrupulosity today here on the show with our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna of the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And uh, if you have struggled with scrupulosity or maybe, maybe you're currently struggling with it, how do you deal with it? Have you found healing? What advice do you have for those who are struggling? Perhaps you have overcome it in your life and would have some advice to share. And maybe this is manifesting because either you're driven to confession or maybe you're afraid to go to confession. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Join join the conversation at 888-914-9149. Our phone number again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, I'm I'm also thinking that maybe could scrupulosity in Christian context, in the in the context like we've been speaking of with the confessional and everything like that, might it be um, presenting or, or a sign that we want to look into uh, maybe a, another issue of mental health that we want to look into, and maybe even turn to a mental health professional as well as a spiritual director. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, obviously that takes uh, getting to know someone over the course of time. But uh, uh, I think I think we can begin to uh, see how some other mental health issues, um, even even a lack of 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 of, of self esteem, uh, you know, people that struggle uh, with with real issues that they find hard to let go of, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, can can lead people to to scrupulosity, so it very well may need uh, uh, the help of others, uh, uh, you know, mental health professionals that can help deal with the underlying issues uh, that are being manifested in a more spiritual way. Mm-hmm. And let's focus in on that for a moment, Father, about sins that perhaps we have confessed and received absolution or in the confessional. But they tend to have a staying power, you know, in our memories and perhaps even prompted by the enemy, of course. It might be that uh, they come to mind relatively frequently and we end up feeling badly again about ourselves, about our weaknesses, about our failures in that way. Any tips for uh, how to confront that in our lives, um, aside from bringing it up again in the confessional? 
Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, a couple, a couple saints like Saint Ignatius. Uh, there and and there have been saints that uh, have really struggled with uh, scrupulosity, which we we can get to. But Saint Ignatius of Loyola was one of them, and and also Saint Francis de Sales, you know, who wrote that beautiful uh, book on on the introduction to the devout life, which is uh, something that every Catholic should really read. But it, it, you know, they remind us that at those times we have to be very careful that we're not really uh, uh, discerning correctly whether it's God's voice or the devil's voice because right. the devil really loves to work with scrupulous people because mm -hmm. he, he he knows our weakness uh scrupulosity does lead to a diminished you know faith and trust in God's mercy and that's exactly the kind of fertile ground where where the devil can sow seeds of confusion and anxiety uh you know many of the things that we bring from the past, uh, um, you know, we can be forgiven from those sins, but we've got to pray to God to help us let them go. And sometimes that's the most difficult part because they haunt us. You know, we wish we could go back in time and change all of that, even though we've been forgiven. You know, the, the church teaches the consequences and effects of those sins, are, you know, are still there in our right. heart and, and they don't go away easily. We don't need to reconfess those sins, but we do need to work through prayer. You know, spirit. This is where spiritual direction can help. Uh, be, being, you know, having good uh, friends who are who are you know on the spiritual path with us to be able to talk through those things because we are human, and um, we 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 need to be able to realize that it will take prayer. It will take grace. That's why going to mass faithfully. You know, scrupulous people. I, I going to daily mass can be a tremendous help, because you know the it, receiving communion removes sins, venial sins. We, uh, you know, one of the blessings of being able to receive holy communion. Um, I know that uh, one other example, the the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. You know, scrupulosity, as you mentioned, can be tied to mental health issues, right. and uh, the, the, re receiving the sacrament of the anointing is a tremendous way that God's grace can free us from those uh -huh. sins and the effects of that sin. So a lot of times I encourage people, you know, it's not a sacrament we distribute frequently, but but really uh, it, it can be a part of the help, uh, you know, in this spiritual battle. Yeah, wonderful. Let's go to the phones, Father. We've got Sal who's calling in from California. Sal, thanks for calling in. Good morning. Welcome to The Inner Life. Father, thank you. And uh, anyway, um, I'm a senior, a uh, baby boomer, and my wife passed away approximately three years ago. And, of course, it was Alzheimer's. And I went, I'm still going through a period of guilt of what I didn't do or what I could have done. And also, when I go to confession, it doesn't seem like I'm confessing everything I want to confess. So I, I've got this, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I know that's supposed to be the devil's hour or something. But anyway, I I don't know, should I go to the priest and do a one-on-one -on -one and try to write everything down that I've been remembering from when I was in, a kid in grammar school and then I went through the Navy. And when my wife and I were Catholics back in the 70s, we weren't really good Catholics like we were later on. And I didn't know all of these things about the church. So my question is, Father, should I get a 
go to counseling? Or I, I've already had one priest tell me, get over it. You're confessing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'm sorry, first of all, on the loss of your wife. I know that that's a, that's a tremendous, you know, loss for uh, for spouses. And um, and I think it's only natural that we look back and think, oh, boy, I wish we could have done this differently. But but, you know, God doesn't want us to look back. We have to look at the present and look towards the future. And and, and we do that with a tremendous amount of grace. I, I think the question you're asking, you know, you don't want to repeat something that you've already been forgiven for but it is true that most for most of us our sins are things that we repeat you know we don't easily overcome our sins you know i know one of my struggles personally my mother said that you know i was never born i was born without any patience and it's a virtue that i really have to work at but i know that you know i'm going to be confessing that uh, often when i go to confession because it's a it's a it's a struggle and i I need that grace and forgiveness. But so, so if those sins are repeated, of course, we need to bring them to confession and to name them. And that does help over time. But to, to be able to make a really good confession, uh, you know, the church teaches we examine our conscience well. Uh, if, if making a little list helps, some people do that so we don't forget. But if we go to confession after that examination of conscience and just confess everything on our heart and we go out and we remember something, you know, unless we've intentionally not confessed it, all your sins are forgiven. And we and we do have to allow ourselves to to let that experience of God's mercy help us and strengthen us. So you don't need to repeat the same sins over and over again. But part of it is being able to let that go. Well, Sally, I hope that helps. And uh, that is, I, I'm sure you're not alone in facing these cells. This is why we're talking about it, talking about scrupulosity here on the show today. And uh, thank you for the call. Thank you for the, the honesty and for, yeah, again, voicing, giving voice to what I think a lot of people are struggling with as well. So I appreciate that, Sal. Uh, we should probably head into our first break here, I'm guessing, but uh, the calls coming in, emails coming in that we want to get to as we're talking about scrupulosity here on The Inner Life today with our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna. If you've struggled with scrupulosity or are struggling with it now and have questions for Father, I'm sure he would love to address those questions. So give us a call, 888-914-9149 is our phone number. We'll be back with more right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Deborah, who is listening in California, for donating her 1986 Volkswagen Jetta. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com car. That's relevantradio.com car. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Thanks for tuning in today. We're talking about scrupulosity. Yeah. Do you struggle with scrupulosity? Is it something that keeps old sins, sins you've been forgiven for, keep coming up in your mind and you feel compelled to go back to confession and just can't seem to accept the Lord's mercy? Well, give us a call. Join the conversation with our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna. 888-914-9149 is our phone number. And innerlife at relevantradio.com is our email address. 
Well, Father, uh, we did get a, a, it's a rather lengthy email, but I think it's worthy of uh, putting on the air here from a woman named Ruth who is writing in. She says her husband comes from a large family. A few months ago, she noticed that one of uh, her husband's younger sister is no longer going up to receive communion. She struggles with scrupulosity in regards to what she feels are impure thoughts, haven't asked for specific details. However, the worst part is that she feels completely unworthy to receive the Eucharist, even within a second after confession, because she feels like she wasn't contrite enough. She cried as she told her this, and no matter how Ruth tried explaining uh, or saying that she feels she has to be perfectly holy before she can ever receive the sacrament of the Eucharist ever again, but can't convince her. Um, so she knows in her head she can't be holy on her mo- own. She se- still seems to be trying to accomplish it. She'll go to reconciliation three days in a row and still never feel worthy of receiving. She's had priests tell her that if she has to ask if it's a mortal sin, it's not. But the, even that didn't seem to help. So any advice for Ruth in uh, in, in uh, c- talking to her uh, to her sister-in-law about this particular scrupulosity? Yeah, it's... it's you know, it, it it kind of reflects really what we're talking about today, yeah. kind of the the irony that that when people become so preoccupied with with uh, you know what might or might not be a sin and avoiding sin that that it inclines us to really certain other sins like despair and um, you know our our preoccupation rather than even you know one of the dangers here is even. Uh, setting our own judgment above the judgment of the church is a sinful behavior and uh-huh. we 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 really have to you know one of the ways that we can work through scrupulosity is just to remind ourselves that that you know god has appointed the shepherds of the church to give us the direction we need you know one of the things we do is to through ordination is to lead and guide people in addition to our teaching and sanctification. And and we've got to be able to listen to the wisdom of those uh, given to us in our spiritual lives, our confessors. You know, one one thing I wanted to mention uh, as well, you know, St. Alphonsus Liguori, who was the father of the moral life of the church, struggled with scrupulosity. You know, it was reported that he went to every single confessor in the whole city of Naples before finally his superior told him that he needed to stick with one confessor, someone that really could work with him so that he would be able to overcome scrupulosity. So we can't just jump into the confessional day after day after day. The church is inviting us to experience that sacrament, but, but the wisdom and the guidance and the strength that come from that really are meant to help us uh, uh, to overcome what might be a, you know, super scrupulosity. Mm, Yeah. Very good. I appreciate that, Ruth. I hope that and, helps yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah sorry, it, go ahead, Father. And, yeah, just, I, I, I know it's easier said than done, but it's it's good that she has someone there, like her family, just to remind, reminding uh, scrupulous people over and over again of what, what really is at the heart of the church's teaching. And that's mm-hmm. the experience of God's mercy and love. You know, I came to call sinners, not to not the righteous. And uh, we we are all not completely worthy, which is why we make that profession right before communion. But there's no greater gift that we are called to receive every day at mass than the very gift of Jesus in communion. So she's really missing out on something that will help her to overcome those feelings. I think that's an incredibly important point, that if you're abstaining from communion um, as a result of scrupulosity and not for a more legitimate cause uh, or a more righteous cause, 
then you're actually uh, doing yourself the disservice of uh, abstaining from something that will help you in overcoming yes. the scrupulosity. Okay, yeah, very good, very good. All right, let's let's uh, let's go back to the phone. Sister Elizabeth calling in from Newberry Park, California. Sister Elizabeth, good morning. Good to have you on the program. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I have two, two things I wanted to share with you. Uh, the first one is that I was, when I was younger, I was away from the church for many years. And when I came back, um, I kept, like you're talking about, I kept repeating, going back to confession um, over the same thing. And one day the priest told me, don't you think that's kind of ignorant of you? Or not ignorant, excuse me, arrogant? <laughs> and and I was like, oh, no, because I'm already scrupulous over it, and I thought, I don't want to be arrogant. <laughs> and he goes, well, don't you think that's arrogant of you? You think your sins are greater than God's mercy? Yeah. That changed everything for me. I thought, oh, dear, you know, so no matter. And then I also heard a story of a man who was involved in the mafia. And this helped me a lot, too. He was involved in the mafia, and he converted that. He came back to the church. But the memories of all the terrible things he did, he did horrible things. This, the memory, the shame, the pain, the sorrow, he kept going back to confession. And finally, the priest for his penance said, every time, every time those memories come back, every time you feel shame or pain or sorrow, you offer those back to God. So someone that that out there that's about ready to do what you did won't do it. Hmm. So I think the whole thing for me in my own life has been being convinced in the in the teaching of redemptive suffering. Once we repent of our sins, that can be used for God's glory, those memories and those pains and those sorrows, if we hmm. offer them back to God, to Jesus. So I just wanted to share that. Thanks, sister, so much. Those are two beautiful examples. I, I think especially your experience, um, you know, there's a reason that that pride is called a capital sin, because it's, at, it, you know, it, it's uh, the church fathers always said that pride is the the worst of all the sins because it leads to all the others. We 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 have greater trust in ourselves and and less in God and what God is saying to us. And there is a certain pride and arrogance when we know that God is forgiving our sins, but but in our heart, we really can't believe that. Uh, and so that that's what happens with scrupulosity. We're really doubting that God can do what he says he does. And that's 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 really leads us into an even greater sin. What do you think about Sister Elizabeth's point uh, that about using the memories when they come back up of sins that we've uh, we have received absolution for in the sacrament of confession, of using the memories of those sins as a means of redemptive suffering, of offering them to the Lord, uniting them with the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, Father? Right. I think it's a I think it's a beautiful thought, and that you know that's uh, what we try to do with people who have a hard time of letting go of their past, you know, even not quite believing God forgives them. But in this case of really just feeling so, uh, you know, horrendous about the kinds of things that we did that we can never undo, but joining them to the cross and the sufferings uh, for others can also lead to conversions, uh, mm -hmm. can, can lead to, to helping people in purgatory. So uh, joining our sufferings to the sufferings of Jesus can bear great fruit 
Also, uh, you know, I've I, in place in cases like that, I've seen where we can encourage people to do something good, you know, to turn that ability not to change their past, but maybe to really moving forward, uh, right. you know, in those moments to to turn that into a fruit of the Holy Spirit where we can actively do something good for someone else is also a way that that helps us to let go of those things. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Again, speaking about scrupulosity today here on the program with our spiritual writer, Father Chris Stubna, as we are... Um yeah, as we're addressing this issue of scrupulosity, if you struggle with it or you have struggled with it, maybe you've overcome it in a specific way. Somebody gave you some help. Uh, maybe you're looking for some advice on scrupulosity, how to deal with it in your own life. Our phone number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Another email came in from a faithful listener, so we'll keep this email anonymous, but... Um, she says, uh, I needed to hear this show topic today. Currently struggle with scrupulosity began when I started to grow in my faith. She's a cradle Catholic over the last three to four years, really begun to understand her faith more. Um, desire to go to heaven, try to go to confession monthly, if not weekly. But I struggle with random intrusive thoughts. Here we go. That come in my head when I'm praying during or, or during mass. And though she shoes the th- thoughts away, the fact that I even thought about it makes me feel unworthy to receive the Eucharist and run back to confession. I also struggle with a particular sin, confessed, and a truly sorry for, she says, sterilization. And uh, her specific question, Father, is how can I move on from the thought of offending God each time my husband and I are participating in the marital act? And she says we are beyond the age of a reversal. So any advice would be appreciated. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I think that, again, we're talking about things that, that we can't undo, even if they were sinful in the doing of them, uh, with, with contrition, as she's already experienced and bringing those things to confession. Um, they, uh, you know, God forgives those sins and helps to heal that person, the sinner, over time through prayer and grace. But, it, you know, in terms of being involved in a marriage, that, there are responsibilities and obligations there. God would want that couple to experience the fullness of that marriage gift. So she she can't undo something she did in the past, which has already been forgiven, but God wants both of them to live out their their marriage vocation in the fullest, best way possible. That's the gift that she has, to experience that love, you know, in, in the marriage unitive act. So there there's no sin in that. Uh, I, you know, I think she mentioned about these thoughts that come into her head. We, we know that happens to all of us. Uh, they, they aren't really sins. We might convince ourselves they are, but, uh, you know, we can always be interrupted in prayer. Distractions come our way. We can, we can have random thoughts pop into our heads at any time. We, we're, we're called to refocus, you know. Uh, 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 there's ways that the church teaches us to do that, to call on our Blessed Mother, uh, to call on the saints, to, to say a quick prayer uh, to God to help us to refocus. But, but those aren't sinful acts that prevent us from going to Holy Communion. And, and, and we just have to learn that there are ways that we can put those out of our minds and regain our concentration and our focus. Yeah. Thank you for that, Father, and anonymous I, faithful listener. Yeah, I hope that helps. Go ahead, Father. I just wanted to mention, too, you know, sometimes scrupulosity gives us a, 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 
sort of a, a skewed notion of our relationship with God, and we're so focused on examination of our conscience and, and thinking about everything that comes our way, my experience is that a lot of scrupulous people don't have time for real prayer, for personal mm. prayer, which builds a relationship with God. We, we know that God, part of that is the judgment that will come, but, but God wants us into this personal relationship of love where, where we're really invited to spend time with him. Uh, uh, just, you know, for example, Eucharistic adoration is one of the most beautiful things that we can do is just sitting in silence before the presence of Jesus, who is total love, the gift of love. The Eucharist is the sacrament of love. That, that's what happens in terms of developing a kind of relationship that leads a person away from seeing God as this, uh, you know, judge who is, uh, they're constantly worried about the judgment that's going to take place, that they almost live in fear of God, as opposed to building a relationship where, where we begin to see God as the one who, who alone can, can kind of heal our hearts, bring us peace. He wants us to experience the joy of the good news. One of the things that that brings to mind for me, Father, is uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, saying uh, where the author of Hebrews says, Let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. And I think one of the things that you're underscoring there with uh, if you struggle with scrupulosity, it could be that you might also be struggling in your own personal prayer life. That uh, I guess the the wisdom that was passed on to me at some point was that when we focus on our own sins and our own unworthiness, where are our eyes? Our eyes are focused on us rather than on Jesus, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And and if we lose sight of of the Lord, uh, um, we're going to struggle in all kinds of ways in our life. and, and nothing, you know, anything that would draw us into that relationship with the Lord is really the, the ways and means through which over, overly scrupulous people can really help themselves. Um, you know, to, 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 to take careful of the advice of the, of the priest and, the, and, and, and those in the church trying to, to give some advice. They, you have to be able to trust them as really the voice of Jesus. We're in mm. making time for personal prayer, definitely coming to Mass and receiving Holy Communion. Unless you're in a state of complete mortal sin, we, we should not avoid receiving Communion, which is really the gift of Jesus himself. So uh, uh, if we're denying ourselves that means uh, of help, we're really making our situation even worse. Ah, oh, man, good advice, Father. Father Chris Stubna is our spiritual director today. Let's go back to the phones. Jenny calling in from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jenny, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Not exactly sure what I'm going to say, but um, I just wanted to call because um, I've been told by many priests that I, I do struggle with scrupulosity and um, I think that in some ways it's gotten better, but it's definitely like a day-to-day thing. Um, and I find that like when I start the morning with like listening to positive, um, like Bible verses and just teachings, um, of Jesus, like how God loves me and how he sees me as his beloved and just like putting those thoughts into my mind and, um, like really meditating on that, um, 
I do a lot better. But yeah, like I, I do go to confession once a week and um, I was told not to go more than that. Sometimes I still struggle and go more, um, but I know like that obedience is the most important thing. Um, and so I always try to like listen to what I've been told by the priest as father was saying, um, because I, I do believe that they know better than me, but it's like sometimes I just struggle and I'll rationalize it and be like, well, maybe this is a mortal sin. And, um, and so I just, I do still struggle with it, but I, um, I do, yeah, I know I need help. And, um, sometimes I think it is like a pride thing too. Like, I think that I'm being so contrite and, you know, like fearing God and, um, I'm examining my conscience like really well and, but really it's like, it steals my joy and then I don't have that joy to give to other people and I'm focused on myself instead of other people and on God. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that, um, our bishop told me to do was like, make like father was saying a positive box. So like, cause what I would do also in the past is I would beat myself so much, beat up myself so much, like for struggling with a particular sin, then it would lead me to other sin or like, using drugs or buying cigarettes or not like drugs, but like alcohol and stuff just to like numb the guilt that I was feeling. And so, um, like now after, like, I, I feel like I fall into a sin or something. He has me, um, like go to a box and like do something positive for other people and just really call on the mercy of Jesus and just get out of my, my head. And it's, it feels really like uncomfortable, like I'm justifying it or something, but I'm really trying my best to trust him um, and be humble enough to, you know, accept that I don't know the answers. And yeah, well, Jenny, let me uh, let me just jump in here for a moment and uh, let Father respond to some of your uh, some of your what you said. I think we we get a good picture of where you are. So, Father, what would you say to Jenny? Yeah, first of all, Jenny, I mean, I think I think obviously knowing. Uh, what our struggles really are goes a long way to beginning to help us uh, to deal with them. And you you certainly uh, are reporting making good progress by doing a lot of things that really are helpful. It isn't an easy struggle. And I, and I think overcoming scrupulosity really does demand uh, that person to uh, uh, listen uh, to the confessor you have and to the priest. And as you said, to be obedient to their judgments is really important because if we don't, we're, we're kind of putting ourselves again above, above the Lord and above the church. And uh, to know that you can make progress is encouraging. I, 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 I think um, this whole notion of um, allowing ourselves to kind of experience the goodness of God and the grace of God and his goodness I think of, you know, one of the other scrupulous saints was St. Teresa of the Little Flower. Uh, mm. She uh, to always wrote about the hypersensitivity that she had to, to, to everything that came her way, every bad thought, every emotional feeling. And she, she was only able to overcome that when she kind of fell in love, as we know, with, with St. Paul and his letter to the Romans. But uh, she reportedly had... Uh, written out for her that she read every morning that that Romans 8, you know, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, the rest of it. I'm sure neither death nor life or anything can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that that's really what we need to keep in front of us and keep reflecting on. 
so so it's good that you continue uh, to do the things that you know are helping because those are eventually going to be the things that will give you a more balanced you know kind of approach to your spiritual life Wonderful call, Jenny. I appreciate the uh, sharing your sharing of your struggles with us here on the inner life and with all the listeners because we, you know, we're a lot of a struggle in the same way. So thank you for that. Thank you for your your honesty as well, Father. Thank you for your response. We need to take our next break, but we got more calls to get to, more emails to get to. So keep calling in as we're talking about scrupulosity. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. We'll see if we can get you on the air at eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, or our email address is inner life at relevantradio.com. More on scrupulosity with Father Chris Stubna when we come back right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at RelevantRadio.com quest. And we are back here on The Inner Life. We're talking about scrupulosity today. Before I get there, you know, sometimes it's just uh, it's a, a desire of mine to to meet and interact with those who uh, gain spiritual wisdom from the show, especially our spiritual directors, but our listeners as well. Well, Relevant Radio will be live and in person at the upcoming National Eucharistic Congress. And you know what? We're inviting you to join us. So show up for Jesus at this once in a lifetime, really is once in a lifetime celebration It's going to be July 17th through 21st in Indianapolis. And you can check out our travel packages for the Congress at relevantradio.com slash encounter. It's relevantradio.com slash encounter. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, Sarah Tafoya on the phones today, and our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna, as we're talking about scrupulosity here on the program. Lots of great things that have been coming through. And Father, just in response to that last call from Jenny just before the break, um, I, I was thinking that maybe it would be a good idea for her perhaps to read St. Therese's Story of the Soul. That uh, is one, uh, one of the saints that you recognize struggled with scrupulosity there for a while. Um, yeah. Any other books, resources that you, would, that you would recommend for people who struggle with scrupulosity? Yeah, there, um, of, of, of course, reading the lives of the saints that we mentioned is always, uh, you know, a very good place to start. There, there is a new, a fairly new book out called Scrupulosity. It's the, the title is Healing Your Mind, Unbinding Your Soul and Letting God Work. Oh. And it really weaves in some of the some of the lives of the saints. But it, it's, it's a very good resource. It's, it, it is entitled Scrupulosity. Okay. Very good. I, I, I think the you know one of the other saints just it's worth mentioning is you know Saint Faustina, uh, you know part of the reason, uh, perhaps that that she was given that uh, you know divine mercy vision uh, which has become such a beautiful uh, resource and prayer in the in the life of the church was because she was overly scrupulous uh, had a real hard time, uh, uh, did, you know thinking that everything she did had some sinful component to it. So, you know, it's comforting to know that even the holiest people in the church struggled with this, but also they they were able to gain mastery uh, over that uh, in a way that we hope many scrupulous people can do. And, and really at the heart of this is, is relying and understanding, uh, uh, you know, 
the total mercy of God that can really is such a gift that God wants us to experience. And if we're too scrupulous, we 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 make a determination that that we haven't earned that mercy, that we need to do more things, more, you know, that that we aren't deserving of that. And of course, that goes against everything the church has taught, yeah. that God's mercy awaits everyone. All we need to do is open our hearts to receive it. Yeah. Well, very good. Let's take another phone call. Virginia calling in from California. Virginia, good morning. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Welcome. Um, I have a daughter who's 13, and I feel like she's being scrupulous. She uh, has stopped going to confession now for over a year. Uh, before she stopped going to confession, it would take her over an hour to examine her conscience. And she'd even sometimes go to confession and then not go to communion because she felt like, oh, she um, she sinned again, and uh, maybe she forgot sins, or she wasn't sorry enough. And I can't convince her now to go back to confession because she's just so worried that she she didn't remember things or she's not sorry enough. And I don't know how to help her. I mean, I've talked to her. I've talked to priests about it. I I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, I, I think it, obviously it's a worry, especially uh, when those behaviors become manifest in, you know, in, in children who, who really are still in the process of, of, you know, kind of growing in maturation and wisdom uh, in their spiritual lives. I think communicating about this is really very important. So even though you think um, you're not helping, you know, just to continue really to talk with her and and help her to understand really how important that sacrament is. You know, that's the other extreme. Some people are going every day and then other people won't go because they're afraid that God will be angry at them, that they haven't really made a good confession. So we stay away from a, a sacrament that is really healing and and transformative. So, you know, also trying to get her to talk with a priest, with your pastor, uh, uh, someone that can just sit down with her and really uh, you know, provide some spiritual direction would seem to me to be really important at that age uh, so that she can begin to understand things maybe a little differently than than the way that she is understanding it now. Hmm. Well, yeah, excellent question. And again, Virginia, and uh, again, I mean, some of the things that we've already mentioned on the program, too, wonderful uh, ways to share with your daughter about how these things can, uh, these the accepting of of Christ's forgiveness in the confessional, receiving Holy Communion, and those can um, be actually the weapons that we need to overcome the scrupulosity as well. So hopefully that's helpful to you as well. Let's uh, let's go back into the emails here, Father. As I know we only have a few few minutes left in the program, um, but uh, an anonymous uh, another anonymous emailer said, "I am remarried. My first husband is deceased. I'm unable to go to confession because I was not married in the church. My husband was divorced, and his wife doesn't want to participate in the annulment process. Um, husband is going through the annulment process, so it's taking a long time." She says her struggle with scrupulosity is she constantly think of past sins if she's not confessed. Um, not able to receive communion, but then I know that my sins could not be forgiven in confession until I heard it from the Patrick Madrid show. Not gone in over a year, and the anxiety is overwhelming. I worry about what will happen if I pass away before I'm able to go. Is God asking for forgiveness of these sins as I remember them, or is asking God for forgiveness of these sins uh, as I remember them helping in any way until I'm able to go to confession? Thanks for any help that you can give. 
Yeah, it's one of one of the crosses and the challenges of, you know, uh, people who are in uh, the situation that you are. And yet, um, you know, we as Catholics rely completely on the mercy, the understanding, the forgiveness and the healing of God. So most definitely to be bringing those to your life of prayer. And I know as a priest, uh, spiritual director, uh, any of us would be happy to sit and talk with you about your situation and 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 really pray. The power of prayer is very healing. And, um, you know, until that situation, of course, you're able to be fully in communion with the church, you still can participate in the life of the church. You can't receive communion, but 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 being at mass, being uh, being a person who prays faithfully, God can bring a great deal of healing and forgiveness for our sins in a variety of different ways until you're able to to actually receive that sacramental absolution. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, Anonymous. Another uh, another piece of advice given out. We've got some great advice that's been given by our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna, and lots of things that I know that people still have questions about. My apologies to those that we aren't able to get on the air today. One of the things that a caller did suggest was a website called scrupulousanonymous.org. Father, are you familiar with them at all? I'm not, but I'll check okay. it out. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, I, our our producer Nick, who I trust his uh, I trust his judgment on these things. It's a ministry of the Redemptorists and uh, scrupulous not scrupulousanonymous.org. So, um, or just Google scrupulous anonymous too, and uh, it looks like there's some great resources there for those who struggle with this particular sin. Yeah, yeah, and well, I, I, I think finally, you know, that speaks to the point. People feel alone in this struggle, but but right. you're really not. And yeah. so, sharing those experiences, being connected in in ways like that, can really be a help as we seek ways to, you know, to to overcome that. I think that's an excellent point to to end the show on too, Father. That um, yeah, just based on the number of phone calls that we got, the number of emails we got. My apologies again for those we weren't able to address on the air, but. Uh, Know that uh, you are not alone in this, that this is not an isolated uh, sin, an isolated event, but uh, rather that there are many people who struggle with scrupulosity. Well, Father, it's been, a, it's been a great conversation. I wish we had more time to talk about it because I know, again, this is pretty pervasive throughout the church and we see this and um, hopefully I, that is, well, I know that that's not where the Lord wants to leave um, his children um, in this place of, of fear, of anxiety, but rather of peace, of love, of, of the hope that he has come to bring. And, uh, well, Father, one of the things that can certainly help is receiving the blessing of Almighty God. So we'll look to you for that, if, if you would, please. Thanks. I've, it's been a joy to be with you today and all of, your, all of your guests. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, shower your mercy and your compassion and healing and forgiveness upon all of us, especially those who struggle with scrupulosity and with sin. May they come to know deeply how much you love them and care for them, and may they find the life of your Spirit in the church that will bring them every grace and strength they need. And may Almighty God bless us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, again, my thanks to Father Chris Stubner, who's been our spiritual director today. If you know somebody who's struggling with this sin, with scrupulosity, have them listen to the show, Inner Life, excuse me, relevantradio.com slash Inner Life. Tomorrow on the program, Trust in God with Father Matthew Spencer. Until then, grace and peace.